If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode of 150 of 4th of John. I am Dale Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. We are 3, 4, and 1, yet we are not having fun. One of the most boring, one of the most upsetting victories I've seen in a while. I just have lots and lots of questions, mainly for Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. But again, this offense really, really struggled tonight. Uh, the defense really came home for Jerome, uh, really came up big when they needed to needed to be. Uh, lose Darius Slay. Malik Jackson goes down with an injury, with a quad injury. Slay with an ankle. Uh, we had some uh, back into the roster guys in there on defense. But um, overall, just the, the feeling of the, the, the rhythm of the offense was lacking. Um, I felt like. Doug Peterson's play calling, again, going away from the run game. You have uh, Lil, Lil Man's uh, Boston Scott, you know, averaging like 10 yards a carry. You go away from that. Um, I feel like Carson doing too much, holding on to the ball way too way too much, man. Uh, we, we, it's, it's, we've come up with the term Captain Saber Bro for a reason. Captain Saber Bro can be a blessing <laughs> and a curse. Uh, holding on to the ball in that situation or uh, throwing the, the ball away um, would have been wonderful. Uh, the interceptions, the ball placement, the pick when he had a first down, he probably could have ran for it. And he just, just throws a pick. And it's just like it's it's really just disappointing to see Carson Wentz continue to make these mistakes in the year five. And it's it's not like a – there's no candy coating. It is what it is. You're fifth year. You're a hundred million dollar man. So I, I like. 
I don't know what Doug Peterson is telling him in the locker rooms. I mean, in the film rooms. Um, I would have them after practice shoe program. <laughs> Twenty-three hour lockdown. Line up, coaches too. Deuce, line it up. Fip, <laughs> yeah. get up. You, you out there too. Like, and I would have Doug Peterson running gas with. If I was Larry, I'm like, what, what, what? This is Dallas week, and this is the best that you could muster up against a defense that has been struggling. Please, bro. I mean, Evan, can you can you make sense of what you saw tonight? That was one of the most aggravating wins I've seen in a long time. I mean, shout out to all of our overseas, like anyone in England, Australia, anywhere that are staying up to watch these games. I'm sorry you had to sit, Paul. I'm sorry you had to sit uh, in the middle of the night through that awful performance. Uh, it's really a miracle, the margin that we won by. I mean, we went into this game, we were talking about a curb stomping and that, like, we won by a somewhat significant margin, but it didn't feel that way the entire game. It felt like we were being beat the entire game. And uh, it was a lot of beating ourselves. And one of the most just frustrating things is seeing Carson Wentz continue to regress. I mean, you look at four turnovers in that game. Are you kidding me, dude? And, like, I, and on top of that, just the game planning, on top, on top of all that. Why are we drawing up all of these deep balls to Hightower when we've got Jalen Rager back? We've got Travis Fulgham. We got Greg Ward. We got Dallas Goddard. We're throwing these deep shots to John Hightower. I'm not blaming that interception on John Hightower. That was a badly thrown ball by Wentz. But like, I just don't understand the logic behind this game plan. I don't understand why we go away from players that are clearly the playmakers on this offense. Uh, I don't know why Wentz is taking such large steps backwards, and it's very concerning to me. Um, I said to you before, right before we started, I really didn't ever feel like the Eagles were going to lose that game. Yeah, they were having an awful game, but ultimately Dallas's offense was never able to get anything cooked in the entire game. I didn't think that they were going to find the end zone, um, and. I think the defense obviously is what held us in there, but the the lack of offense that we're showing, it's very concerning for weeks to come, man. Like this is not where we want to be at all. And shout out to the, all the people in the chat. Uh, obviously this is the post game pod, um, which is very interactive with the fans. Uh, Stay woke 925 and Twitter says, uh, Doug needs to get a hold of Carson because mistakes keep happening. And this is true. Um, you know, like, they keep happening, so it's becoming a habit. Um, he's a he's a habitual line stepper in that in that situation. I put a, I put a meme out um, on the timeline of Carson Wentz on the train reading a book, "The Art of Doing Too." He's reading a book, and the title says, "The Art of Doing Too Much," because it felt like that the whole first half. I mean, for the rest of the game, it just didn't make sense like again like you're 100 million dollar men don't have to force the issue they just take what the defense gives you and I, I how how long Evan how long have I been saying that about Carson like take what you give the defense gives you like exactly you've been saying it for as long as I can remember and never go broke taking a profit um if you have to hit the check down hit the check down but if you're gonna just throw it up um it's just I don't know Shout out to Jen, Jen B nineteen. Um, she said, "What? What is up? No fun." But yeah. Very true. 
Um, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of comments in here talking about uh, how we need an offensive coordinator. And like, this has just been a topic of conversation as we were entering the season, we were really talking about, you know, is Doug capable of handling this offense on his own? And with it, this has been the topic of conversation, vanilla play game plan after vanilla game plan, each post game win or loss. We're sitting here having this conversation. Like the, I'm sorry, but the coaching staff needs help. Like that, that, that's very prevalent to me is that they need help. What, what just going forward with what we got isn't going to work. The wheels are going to fall off. They're really wobbly right now. They're, they're, they're going to fall off any second. It's funny. I did a, did a meme uh, with Jim Caldwell, you know, the, uh, the whole, uh, what was that? The, what was that? The, the uh, it was like Snoop Dogg, Tupac and, uh, what, like Death Row Records? Yeah, yeah, Death Row. The Death Row meme. I had Jim yeah. Caldwell in there. And I, it was like, I think it would be he would be the perfect black dad for Doug to be like, <laughs> son, that's, that's not going to work, son. Okay? You, you know, you can't say no to a black dad. And I think Jim Caldwell would be the perfect guy to tell Doug, like, you can't. Some of the things you're doing are not working. Yeah. Like, um, and it's just like, I still can't believe we're even having, we're having this. Like we're feeling this way. Like my, my brother's my brother's sitting there looking at me. He's like, Yo, I thought this was supposed to be a relaxing game. But we <laughs> go into the buy, like he's looking at me like, What is this? I'm like, I, and, uh, granted, I mean if we're gonna look at some, some positives out of this game, Jalen Rager came back and was an instant um instant hit. Yeah. Loved him on the orbit motion, loved him on the um uh the short game, uh, he came up, scored a touchdown on that by the goal line. That I was mean, he, got, he got 22 yards in total, Rager. But like, well, but that what I'm saying is like, yeah, he looked good on the plays he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Get him involved more. Exactly. Why is he not more involved in the game? I would have had a jet sweep locked in for him. I would have had all, all all types of stuff like the eye candy we talked about, like the um, orbit motion. You know, you know, just just making it look dressing up. The defense would be nice. Yeah, I, I, I got to get something off my chest, too. I'm officially reached Ooh. the level of pissed off with the, with the Jalen Hurts pick, man. I'm, I'm sick of seeing the Jalen Hurts plays out there. That second-round pick very well could have been anyone else to help us out on either the offensive or defensive side of the ball. And quite frankly, I think the Cowboys were kind of throwing it in our face with some of those formations they were doing. They had uh, some of their uh, – there was a wide receiver out there uh, he he was in there and potentially going to throw the ball. He played quarterback in high school, and that's that's literally the exact same thing I said about Greg, Greg Ward when we made the Jalen Hurts pick. I was like, you know what? If we want to do that kind of you know fake it where the wide receiver might throw it or j- just a trick play in that sort of sense, we don't need to go the full Saints Taysom Hill route. We can simply run a play with Greg Ward where he throws the ball or shows an option to throw the ball. You don't need to go and draft another quarterback that's not going to play and not contribute. And when he does step on the field, he sometimes makes mistakes. He doesn't do anything to bring this offense to another level. I think the trickery and the art of being cute um, right now with like, you know, he's, he's, he's limited in the offense, but he does have some, some kind of packages are rolling out there, but it's like, it seems forced. It doesn't seem like it's right. Like it, I, I it still seems like argue. you're trying to justify the second round pick. That's like what it week, seems like. Week in and week out, I'm putting my hundred million dollar 
quarterback at wide receiver, not just for a couple cute two plays here. It's like five or six or seven plays. And it's, it's getting kind of uh, stale. Um, I saw the message from Jason. Shout out from Facebook. Uh, it says, win is a win. It shows you nothing for this team comes easy at all. There's no offense. You know, the whole I, I believe in the whole, you know, a win in the league it is it's, it's imperative just to get dubs, dubs. Um you're it's hard, hard to win NFL uh, air quotes, but it's again, it's okay. like we're talking about execution. We're talking about going into the bye. You know, sometimes you go into the bye and you feel good about your team. Like we're going into the bye having more questions than we had to the, uh, prior to this game. We're, we're thinking this is get right, get righter. Uh, we went get right, get left, going left. Um, and you're hoping that the bye weeks and guys come back a little bit healthier. But again, like – I changed uh, my stance uh, on the trade deadline, man. There, there ain't no reason to be buying, man. There's no reason. I mean, if you're Jeffrey Lurie and you saw that, what do you, what do you say? I'm I'm simply like all the people that are getting by with the, you know, a wins a win sort of mantra right now. I hear you, but I don't feel you like it's just not working for me this week. This it's too raw right now. Um, and it's crazy because we won by multiple scores and we're, we're sitting here talking like this way, you know, the worst beat down we've taken in a long time. But the, the Cowboys team is atrocious. They came in here with a third string quarterback. And quite frankly, him and Carson Wentz had similar games. Um, it's it's just embarrassing. And like we 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 went into this game and we had so many more pieces uh, that were coming back. And like guys that like we, we were expecting an offensive explosion tonight, and we didn't see anything close to that. I didn't even see a fizzle out there. I mean, there was a tweet by um, Ruben Frank. Um, I saw it, and, and it was just like instant. Ben DiNucci is having one of the worst games I've ever seen, and he's outplaying Carson. Um, you know, and, and Ruben Frank covers his team very closely, um, but you don't have to cover this team closely to know what you're seeing on the f- football field. I, I mean, everyone has questions. I mean, Stephen K, shout out to him on YouTube. I'm going to get so much hate for saying <laughs> I'd rather not make the playoffs. You struggle to beat Dallas. He's so goddamn bad. Imagine playing one of the, those top teams come playoff time. And you you, you say one of those top teams, um, like, you know, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Steelers who are undefeated. You saw how we played them. And then you come back here to what those are two, one of the top two defenses in the league against the worst defense in the league. Did, did I not mention that they give up like 34 points a game? What was it, 34, 32 points a game? The most in the league. Um, so, like, why did our offense look like that? Yeah. And, like, Boston Scott, he was working in the beginning of the game. And you look at the stat that they showed, and they were giving up pretty much the entire month of October. The Cowboys were giving up at least 200 rushing yards a game. And Boston Scott is popping off nine-yard runs, and we're drifting away from that. It doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to anything that Doug Peterson does. It's almost like he just like closes his eyes and throws a dart and lands on whatever play. <laughs> it, there's no sense to it whatsoever. Shout out to Kuga, who's in Dallas country. He said that was tough to watch, but I'm glad we got the W. And I, for his 
sake being in, in Dallas, I mean, in Texas, uh, I, you know, I applaud you and you can hold your head up high because you got the dub. Um, but it, and it, and it, in, in all fairness, like as bad as that win felt, the loss would have been that much worse. If we actually lost to that, to that Dallas team, I, I don't even know if I would have been able to come on here. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at the comments here, and, and there, you know, people are commenting from different platforms. Um, Jason from Facebook at 11.52. How far is Carson going to go before he gets benched? I am just HB from Twitter at 11.52. This is not a victory you should be proud of. Carson should have been benched. Brian Edder on, on Facebook, his comment these are back to back to back. I take away a play calling from Doug before I bench Carson. So it's like the whole benching of Carson. I'm not. I'm not going to bench Carson. I'm just going to have a real solid talk with him about his football decisions. Um, a lot of football IQ stuff as a quarterback. Um, whether it was throwing across your body last week, um, which is ill advised. Um, Holding on to the ball too long, which is ill-advised. We've been doing week in and week out. Ball placement, again, we've been talking about that since week one. We thought we turned a corner, sort of, with Carson. Um, I guess it's – you just really have to have that long dad talk. Yeah. You know, like and kids messing up in school, you're like, you know what? I have to take away your phone. It, it doesn't make any sense, Gail. Like, explain to me – logically how we can stick in a game with the Steelers, with the Ravens, and we have less pieces than we had tonight versus the Cowboys. Like we were, we were playing with scraps versus two far more elite defenses versus corners like Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. And now Trayvon Diggs has two picks tonight. They've only had one interception on the whole team. He's been awful all year. One interception. The whole te- the whole team had one interception the whole season, something like that. And they get two tonight. Um, the regression is a word that you mentioned in your opening. Um, I I am just speaking. Twitter says his regression has been terrible. He's awful this season. Um, and I, you know that 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 the way he's been playing, uh, he continues to play that. We left with an audience of one. Uh, no pun intended. I had to get that one in there. I had to get that joke <laughs> off. Um, but shout out to Paul Wadey, who's in in London, London town. He says, it's 4.50 a.m. in the U.K. I'm happy with the W, but I'm not happy with our performance. Question for Doug is, why are we abandoning the running game when the wind was affecting the wind was affecting our passing game? I'm going to try and use this by week to think about it, if Doug is the right guy for us. Ooh. Serious words to Paul. It is. It is. It's, not, it's a not me. It's you from Paul. Uh, he says, enjoy your bye week, guys. You left us something. Think what right there. Ah, man. Uh, I man, mean, I don't we, know. we've reached that point. We've definitely reached that point. Our success is when we've seen this offense clicking <laughs> is when we had an offensive coordinator. That's when this offense clicked. Like I, I echo John's statements um, on YouTube. He says this game sucked. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that as well. Shout out to AJ. High Tower needs to stop. Oh, so you're trying to say no tower? 
Yeah, the, I, I need. I completely agree with AJ. The high tower deep balls. Now that we've got Rager back, now Fulcrum's. Why are? Why is John Hightower the option? You, <laughs> and not to mention the guy who's already got an interception on you. He's a, he's the guy that's covering Hightower. So he's out. You know what's what's weird right now? Because I it, guess it's a, it's a dub, right? You know we're we're leading the division, um, but it's again, where it's, it's you get upset when because your expectations don't meet reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and our expectations of this football team are up here, and the reality is, with I don't know with the way our offense is set up, again, like <laughs> our voice, what's our way our playbook is set up. I like the the, the, the fifteen uh, play um, script that he has. What what is up with the script? Because if they seem like they were turning a corner. Uh, I think they were they were like what around like uh, averaging nine points in the first quarter. I think there there was an improvement in the first quarter mm-hmm. from um, last season. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you can you can talk amongst yourself about time, but. You're just thinking that they're going to turn a corner and, and get some production out of the first first quarter when yeah. we've been struggling. That's where we've been struggling. And, it, it has been a place that we've been struggling. And if you remember, the Eagles, like in previous years, the second the second half is when they came out, made adjustments, and actually just really excelled in the second half. And the difference we've been seeing this year is we've been getting neither half. We have We haven't been getting consistency in any parts of the game. We're not showing up in the first half, uh, breaking open this giant lead, and then we just have to hold it off in the second half. And we're certainly not making halftime adjustments. Um, yeah. Like th- there's no improvement that's being made uh, week to week, half to half. Um, quite frankly, year to year since 2018. So, so in the first quarter, uh, we averaged 3.2, which was 31st in 2008. Uh, in the 2019 season, we ranked 20th with 4.1 uh, in the first quarter. Uh, in 2020, we ranked 19th, five points. Um, so it, there was a, we were turning a corner, sort of. But, um, you know, the one issue is, again, I mentioned that the Eagles, we scored 57 points against two best defenses in the NFL. We had a bunch of injuries. And Carson Wentz was being hit. And, like, he was, like, we were, we were scoring points here. To have this kind of performance against this kind of defense, again, I guess it's a division game. Like you could say that they know us well. If you want to play that card, but I, I don't, I don't feel. I, I really wanted to come onto this show, and we were all just sitting here putting on a clown makeup, man. Because I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it, dude. Uh, we, we were talking a lot of shit prior to this game. We were. Uh, we were, we were talking curb stomp. We were talking beat down. Well, I, I was saying I'm taking this on the chin, bro. Like that was yeah. I, I, I said Carson was going to throw for like th- 350 yards tonight. Man, we were not play, even close, bro. I, even, I played him in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. That, what'd you get? Negative points? No, he got. He around, probably got you five and a half points or something. He got like 14, 14 points. Um, but overall, it was fifteen points on the day. Um, I find that hard to believe. Three threes with thirty-three, but I, I I rode with my homie. I played the uh, homer card, but again, I mean, if this is what you're you're saying that you this is how you feel.
felt like a straight clown, bro. Felt like a straight clown. Um, again, we, someone, someone admits it. I think it was KP who said that. Uh, I was like, they're definitely not sweeping the leg, Gail. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> we were showing mercy. I'm not gonna lie. Like the whole sweep the leg. I was trying to be um, sports uncle and outside the gate. You can do it, Junior. Like, bro, like, I can't anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't sit here and say that um, I trust this football team. I think tonight I lost, <laughs> I lost some trust. Uh, I mean, again, we're, we're dealing with injuries, which is true. Um, AJ with the fire press Taylor, at least, the start a sign. Uh, that was just the clown. That wasn't, um, that was not him. Uh, Todd, he, he's, he's taking the positive approach. He said from YouTube, he says we're going, or we're going to be getting healthier. If that sense. Hopefully that helps our mental health. Um, is this a Cowboy fan? This is interesting. It is. It uh, is. Your team has issues for sure. Not as many as the Cowboys do, but I was expecting 40 to 10 loss. Very surprised by the outcome. That, that's interesting. Just talking to a Cowboy fan. This is the, the, the message that, that, that we were seeing on the timeline, but I was just watching what Cowboys fans were writing, and they were uh, pretty disgusted by what, this football team. Um, so, so to see evil rubber duckies one um, say what he said, like he, he's, he's surprised. Um, the, the fact that I put a meme out there, uh, I said nobody, and then it was, uh, it was, it was uh, Ben DiNucci, and it was – a meme of uh, this is a gif of uh, Uncle Rico when he flings that steak. <laughs> we were literally facing Uncle Rico, who was running for his life. Hats off to the defense. Hats off to the defensive line. Who's who's? Hats off of Carson Wentz too, because he doesn't deserve that to wear that fedora. AJ. <laughs> no, no fedora, but no fedora for Carson. No, no, no swag for Carson tonight. I'm sorry, no, old man. I like it's it's like one of those things like you like you you're not in South Dakota anymore. I had heard so I don't forget who said it. Um but if Carson Wentz was used to maybe it was Ross Tucker. I don't uh, they were saying how Carson was used to doing what he did at South Dakota or like high school, he could always like you know, prolong a play and, and, and do the captain saver, bro, but like this is the NFL, uh, and there's, there's a time and place for everything, and we've seen great plays. Uh, a la the first week in, uh, in Washington, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I, could, I can name many plays to play in Seattle. There comes a time and place where you have to, a man-in-the-mirror moment where we're asking you to change your ways. No message could be any clearer. Arson, you got it. Did you notice – you notice how out of sync the offense was tonight on a level of the play action passes and how like it seemed like every single play uh, Carson and the running back were turned to opposite sides of each other. There was no cohesiveness throughout oh, this offense. That was a play action player? Oh, on a lot of them. And yeah. he rolled the wrong way? Yeah. 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 Uh, now, um, nerdy sports guy, he says, who won? I don't give a fuck. I like I like I like that attitude. Like I like that nerdy sports guy can fall asleep at night and feel that way. Um, 
kudos to you. <laughs> uh, me personally. Oh, yeah, that, that sorry, woman. Sorry, Joe. I said South Dakota. North Dakota. Correct. Shout out to, shout out to Joe. Um, and Mark, have you, have you been listening to the show, man? I mean. What, what, did, what did Mark say? That's exactly what we've been doing for the past 27 minutes is holding Wentz accountable. Um, it's interesting that Jim, Jim, I think the defense, like they came up and made plays. They were just out there all day. Like any update on the, uh, on the sleigh injury, ankle injury. Going to miss time. Well, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up now, but come on. Like, I mean, again, it's, it's concerning, dude. Like it's week in, week out. Um, players are going down. Like I said, um, from the Philadelphia Eagles, they have injuries update. Darius Slay with an ankle, questionable to return. Yeah. But how um, about Amari Cooper? Five targets, one catch, five yards, zero touchdowns. Took him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But Danucci was also the guy that was running around like crazy as well. I mean, he he, he wasn't having that much luck either. It's it's so weird, man. Like it's it's Dallas. It's it's Dallas week. I mean, we're sitting here. The the vibe is very off. The vibe is very off in the chat. Yeah. Um, like we said, Rome. it doesn't feel like a win. Rome says uh, Carson's mechanics and situation awareness has seriously seriously declined yearly. It's very concerning. Again, like we we we, we echoes we echoed uh, Rome's statement. I feel like it's uh, at what what point in time where you know, you need to be Filippo in here to hold you accountable. Uh, you need a coach to be a real dick. To come in here and say, you know what, up? you know what, Carson? Like, this is what it is. I don't. I'm not trying to be your friend here. I'm really just trying to get your mechanics right and mental right. This is like it's 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 absurd. You know, I I saw people all over the timeline, whether it be. Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Ike Reese, um, a Giovanni. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, so many Eagle fans echoed the same sentiments as that we're all talking about right here. Um, I, th- I think that's really something that's pretty concerning, pretty concerning as well. Um, yeah. I, like, just from a, a matter of, like, Carson, like, if this whole thing is in his head, if that's where if that's where the issue is, it's not anything that has to do anything with his talent or anything like that. Carson has the talent. We've seen it from before. We know it exists within him. But if this is a mental blocker that is preventing him from making plays and preventing him from excelling, like that's a serious issue. That's something that I don't know how to break through that. We've seen that here before. We saw we saw that with it's similar to me to Nelson Aguilar. It seems like he's in his own head. Why is he holding on to the ball so long, man? Like, I just don't get it. How many times do we, like, who needs to shout it in your ear? Do we need to, do we need, like, a bullhorn on the sideline? Just, like, the bullhorn goes off, like, that ball better be out of your hands, bro. Like, yeah. what's it What's it take? Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, it, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Paul, and, uh, Paul Smith from Facebook, shout out to Paul. This medical staff training staff has been historically the worst any NFL football team has ever seen. Pull the data, 
there's no way a team that has had this many soft tissue injuries. Uh, I think we're up to, in terms of hamstring injuries, we're up around 14 hamstring injuries where we lead, we're close to leading the league in soft tissue injuries regarding hamstring. Um, but um, yeah, I saw a message. I'm trying to go back to it. Um, but it, it was, uh, it's a, that whole feeling of, Todd right here. He says it was a shitty game, but it was a win. We're going to be okay. The young guys on O-line are getting better. We're going to get key players back. Victory Monday is still going to feel great tomorrow. You know, like in terms of uh, I feel good for the young guy. I feel good for Fulgham. I feel, go- I feel good about Rager. I feel good about Elada. You know, you know he's, he's still in development. It's Doug Peters. Doug Peters. And Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, who I don't feel great about. And I feel those are the two important pieces on the offensive side of the ball that really need to come together. I feel like they have to get their shit together. It's not, it has nothing to do with the young guys. So, obviously, they have to get back on track. So, it's kind of concerning, man. It's totally kind of concerning. Um uh, Michael says, was there any updates on Slay? Uh, they said ankle. That's all we know. Uh, still looking for that as we speak. Shout out to Jeff on Facebook. Thoroughly convinced someone truly sold their soul for the chip. I can honestly come to any other conclusion why this team is failing, falling off so fast. Uh, <laughs> That's what it feels like, man. That's certainly what it feels like. But I think that to me, I can't I can't help but look past the fact of the offensive coordinator. All of a sudden we decided we didn't need one anymore after the Super Bowl. Now here we are. I mean, Vanilla offense USA. I mean, it, it's just an interesting situation to be in, like, because I'm not concerned about like the young playmaker. I'm not concerned about like Greg, Greg Ward had a drop, but um I still have confidence in what they're doing and you know, their ability to make plays like Boston Scott coming up big. And again, um, you are going to get healthy. We can get Miles Sanders back. We can get Lane Johnson back. But it, my biggest concern, this this whole feeling, I feel, is just really Carson Wentz and Greg Pearson would do great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where 90% of my concern lies. And the other, the other percentages are spread out among the defense and injuries. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can get right injuries and people get healthy, but the stuff that we're seeing from Carson and Doug, that's speaking in a doubt. Yeah, there's no, there seems to be no chemistry between them. There's no chemistry really between Carson and any particular receiver. Like, I want to see, it seemed like there was something building in those games where Travis Fulgham was really emerging. It seemed like there was a really good connection there. And I don't know where that chemistry is going. Like, why aren't you guys working to get the ball to him more? Why is that? Why are we leaning away from that? Well, he had the touchdown, but like, let the dude pop off. On on the day, uh, Fulgham, or if we're going at, we're going targets, Fulgham received seven targets, Rager received six targets. Uh, Fulgham on the day, seven. Targets, six receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. 32 is the longest. Rager had six targets, three receptions, 16 yards, a touchdown. Goddard, only one target, 15 yards. Uh, Greg Ward, five targets, three receptions, 10 yards. Uh, Byron, uh, Boston Scott, two targets, 
two receptions, nine yards. Corey Clement, two targets, one reception. Hightower, three targets, zero catches, zero yards. So I, I feel like um, Fogelman was getting targeted. This is the fourth game in a row that he's had 70-plus yards. Well, he's – that's – that should – that's – I mean, yeah, he – Now he's he, definitely getting the most on the team. I was – I had a tweet that I was putting together. I was like, you know, it's so refreshing to watch Fogelman play and stuff that he's doing. Yeah. Coming where he came from. From the practice squad, and yeah. he got, got got released, and was like, "Bro, like, I mean, for him to do what he's doing and be reliable, consistent, I, I think going into the bye, I still feel great about Fogel." Yeah, I, I do as well. I do as well. I mean, he's definitely been the bright spot of our first half of our season, and honestly, uh, you know, Ted brings up a point of Dallas. They really don't have that bad of linebackers between, you know, Sean Lee was back and you got Leighton Van Der Esch, So they could, they could have been holding down the middle of the field. <laughs> Joey's like, I'm out. You guys, love you guys, but this show's depressing and I'm happy as shit. We just beat Dallas. Chill out. Cautious <laughs> allowed to be off. Dragged their asses to the playoffs last year and he's, has players going in and out of lineup weekly. Lot, man. I'm glad you feel good, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that I don't like. I, I'm there's a, this kind. Of, this team isn't bringing me any confidence. And if you know a win is a win, I agree with that. I just I don't feel confident moving forward into the buy now. Um, you, you can go to any timeline and see what people are speaking about. This is what they're talking about. Yeah, it just is what it is. I guess it's nothing. Again, like what? What positives do you want to talk about from that team? Like I'm, I'm throwing it out to the chat. Like what? What do you think was a good takeaway from that game where that made you feel good? Yeah, Joey, don't go. Bring the positivity. <laughs> no, I, it, again, we can't, we can't sit here and be homers and be like, yeah, this is great. Everything's fine here. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. There, there are things that have to be addressed. We can't, we can't just sit here and, um, you know, like not look at the situation at hand. It is what it is. Like, we're looking to get better. We're looking to progress. See what, what needs to be worked on. And that's what it is. But again, we are 3-4-1. We're going into a bye. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. And we have an opportunity to get more healthy. Obviously, these are all beneficial things. I The thing that is just... You know, obviously the glaring issue is I don't trust this coaching staff. I don't trust this coaching staff to develop a game plan on either side of the ball. And I don't know what you guys are saying that is giving you this confidence. We're squeaking by these games that we're winning. That's that's the reality. We're not we're not winning any game handily this year. There's no easy win, not even against the worst teams in the NFL. So um, what about this team brings you guys confidence? Yeah, chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Jeremy. I think chat. Um, offensive. Uh, We're streaking. With Rager. We're streaking. We are, we are, we are streaking. We're streaking. I'm hopeful with Rager and Goddard. Yeah, I, I'm excited what I saw, saw in them. I, I like what I see in them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I've said, there's I have nothing. I don't, Defense. I don't have young guys. Defense, Defense won, the won the game. Agreed. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Graham is having one of his best seasons ever at yeah. his age. Yep. For, for a guy that uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk some positive. 
and put some respect on some players uh, who did something today. Brandon Graham, um, like it's it's one of those things where your veterans have to lead you. Your veterans have to lead you out of certain situations of adversity. And again, this guy's stepping up. I uh, just remember him waving bye to all the reporters because he thought he was going to get cut at that moment. Yeah. And that, here we are in the situation, and uh, you know, and he's he's uh coming he's been through. The, he's been the most consistent guy on that line, without a doubt. He has been. I mean, uh, you know, Real he's. He's got his chance at double-digit sacks this year. It's crazy he, he hasn't reached that yet in his career. Yeah, I, I just feel like, again, like it's going to take certain guys on this locker room, leaders in the locker room, to get them through all this adversity. And uh, thank God it's Brandon Gray. Are we, are we uh, ready to stop dragging Jason Peters' ass out onto the field? <laughs> I mean, is, is, is it old yellow season? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's old yeller week, bro. You're like green pastures. No, go left. No, no, stay there. No, look at the look at the stars. Look at the flowers. <laughs> and this is a guy who like he's getting up and he's just looking. Man, he's just like I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean from uh Denushi, the NFL thing, it's hard. Uh, Todd, another positive. Our linebackers played decent tonight. Another positive from Michael. White Snake on the IR, IR is a blessing in the sky. Singleton's ranked pretty high. The I, th- I think Singleton's been filling in very well. He's he's actually he hasn't been a liability, which is nice uh, coming from a guy who's you know a total liability pushing on pushing to make it back into the roster, you know. Uh, shout out to Bags. Uh, I preach that we, we can come here and vent. And thanks, boys, for your avenue to complain. That's what we're here for, man. This is what post game pod is about. Uh, you know, it's twelve thirty. It's actually one thirty. It'll be tech. Got an extra hour, but uh, this is what we do, man. I, I feel like, um, again, I feel like, uh, you know, I, w- I wish we had. I wish this wasn't the avenue to come and vent. I wish this was a celebratory kind of show we were having. I wish we were sitting here talking about how the Eagles were firing on all cylinders. Um, but until I see that type of game out of the Eagles, I can't bring myself to do it artificially. Uh, Jeremy says broke uh, regarding JP. So it looks like he's struggling every effort play. Uh, see, see, it's funny how you have the same comments from like other channels like we're on youtube now daz shout out to daz who else threw their hands up when peters went down again um um what was your thoughts was was chris collinsworth a little over the top tonight dude i was so sick of chris collinsworth by the end of the night i don't know if it was my frustrations with the game or with what he was saying but you know, I'm half naked watching the play, and uh, he <laughs> wonderful. It's just like he gets so, like, the sidearm throw, which was the Uncle Rico throw, right? Uh, that everybody on Twitter was green. He yeah. got mad retweets. Uh, that, that was Uncle Rico esque. Um, Kept on calling him Pat Mahomes. It's Uncle Rico. No, bro. Um, uh, shout out to AJ. Ray Diddy called Eagles bottom feeders. I mean, that's like. Again, um, who, who, who made the comment? 
We did. <laughs> He's still here. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> See, Ray Diddy. Ray Diddy is a Eagles historian. He's a legend in the game. He called this team bottom feeders. Um, but Joey says, uh, you take the positives, the good, the passes, the good defense, the diamonds we have found on offense, BG. And then we have a couple weeks to work on the negative. That was one comment. The same shit after Biden. Head should roll. Okay, see. Joey went positive and he went negative. So I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, no, there, there was one comment that was uh, during the middle of the game where they were talking about Tony Romo and they asked him if he had a girlfriend and they, <laughs> it was it was just such a weird exchange yeah, that Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels are having. I was like, why the hell are they talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, shout out to Paul again. He says Collinsworth takes the Eagles, loves the Cowboys. This is very true. This is very true. Um, but it, it's, you know, again, if we can be excited about anything, the youth movement is a thing. We won't lose next week. We won't lose next week. We get to prepare for a week for the New York Giants. So that's a good thing. No matter what happens after next week, we're still on top of the division. Nice. Uh, I see. I sense sarcasm. Maybe sarcasm. What? From me? Yeah, I'm on. Um. Uh, Again, I, I thought I was just going to watch this game and like, oh, you know, like roll into Monday feeling super great. But it is like, again, week after week, you catch dubs and uh, stack dubs. And then you got two in a row, man. NFC East, you don't need that many dubs to make the playoffs. Um, you keep on uh, keeping on. You win against the Giants. That's uh, three wins in the division. Three wins in a row. Got a little streak going on there. You know, and then you, you go into Cleveland. Cleveland's, I don't know who Cleveland Inconsistent. Is. They're inconsistent, just right. like us. Uh, so I'd have to b- believe, I feel confident, if we're healthy, we have all our pieces back, we get together. See, that's what I felt tonight, but yeah, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah, way too, way too way negative. Way too negative. Way too negative. Okay. Way too negative yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into this bye. We're gonna come back healthier, and obviously that equals we're gonna come out with a better game plan. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm 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 struggling to get confidence in Doug Peterson, man. That's 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 where I think I'm trying to avoid that sort of conversation. Is that I'm I'm really losing trust in this coaching staff. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that that's like. Yeah, that has not even nothing to do with the players. It's it's really about Coach Peterson and the play calling. Um, but getting back to the comments here, Dan Bookman, two weeks we could be four, four, and one going to the meat the meat of the schedule. Plenty of reasons to feel positive. On our previous podcast, I said we were going to the meat the potatoes of the NFC East. We go four, four, and one. Uh, that's that's a great. That's a great look. Then. Like beat the Giants sure, sure. four, four, and one. We will bring up the schedule here, uh, and then you go. I mean, then you go through the gauntlet. This is this is playoff team central. Because if you're thinking about it, you're being real. Let me bring this up for so everyone can see it. You know, this is where you have to like really take control of your, your destiny. 
because it's you got some top teams here. Uh, you have the Seahawks. Can you see that, Evan? Yes, I can. Uh, you have the you have the Browns, Seahawks. Uh, then you have the Packers. You have the Saints. Those are two top teams. Uh, the Cardinals have been impressing a little bit. They seem like they have a little group. Did they win today? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But then again, you go back. Then you go back to the NFC East, and you face a Cowboy team that should be battered and tattered, and then a Washington football team who they feel like they they look their defense. It's pretty solid defensive front, man. On the pretty scary up front. But again, like I mean, that's like, Seahawks through the Cardinals. That's really the gauntlet right there. That's, that's, that, that, that's going to be the make or break part of the season right there is that four game stretch. Um, and the thing that we can feel confident about and feel some positivity about is that we have been playing to our opponent's level. We've been stepping it up versus the Steelers versus the Ravens and versus the 49ers. So like we've been playing at a high level versus good teams. Um, but we've been playing down to bad teams levels as well. So it's it's all like uh, that good good Doug or bad Doug. It's just which one are we going to get that day? It, it, again, like we, we we went over the. It's in our key matchups every week. We always miss it. we don't put it out there for a reason. Uh, look at our, our look at our number one matchup. It's Carson Wentz versus Carson Wentz every week. Carson Wentz versus Carson Wentz because we know it's a thing. It's not we don't put it there for for jokes. It's a thing. It really is a thing. So yep. you never know which one's going to show up. Um, maybe we should all go pray. Go to <laughs> church, Carson. Maybe have a prayer group. Maybe prayer circle. Um, you know, hopefully he's not getting the uh, get too much yams from uh, the misses. Like, look. You're gonna have to spread it out another couple of days before game. Yeah. <laughs> what know? are you saying? What are you saying? To what you hands? You think you think that's the problem right now? They weak. They weaken the legs, Rocky. <laughs> uh, I just. I just think. I just look. I don't know, bro. Like, Carson. Carson looked like um, indestructible at certain times in his career. Just to see him at this point, it's just weird. And the only thing I can put my finger on is Doug Pierce and the play calling and playing to his strengths. We talked about the rollout. Yeah, I mean, on the move. Um, his QBR rating is way is insanely high. The right side of the field on rolling out. I feel like designing up a, uh, a rolling, you know, a rolling pocket. Just interesting. I don't let know. Me, let, me ask, let me ask a question. So, in the year that we always bring up and always talk about and compare it to, is the Super Bowl year. Um, when Nick Foles came in, correct me if I'm wrong. End of the end of the regular season. <laughs> Joey, Joey uh, says Carson's been in the Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> he's been deep in the Yams. Um, but Carson Wentz goes down, and then. Nick Foles wasn't clicking in this offense, right? In the at the end of the regular season. And then all of a sudden they put together a game plan. They're able to create 
a game plan around Nick Foles to make them win in the playoffs. Okay. So what, where is the disconnect? Cause this offense isn't working for Carson Wentz. Why were they able to over a couple weeks span, create an entire new game plan for a new quarterback that's brought into the system. This quarterback has been in the system for five years. Why can't you organize a game plan that matches what Carson Wentz's strengths are? I was waiting for the, uh, the F word to come up with the comments. And boom, here it is, Kyle. Pallet off the top rope. Once Frank Wright left, we haven't been the same offensive. That's just, that, I feel like that's just the pill we don't want to swallow as Eagles fans. A lot of us. What? I've been saying it, but people were like getting crazy on time. It, it How is it getting crazy, though? Is it not facts? I don't know why. I've seen people. Have you not seen the regression since talk. Frank left? They're like, it's not the Frank thing, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, Nick Foles said, thanks, Frank Wright, for showing who he was. That's what he said. Um, it's interesting, man. Very interesting. The guy responsible is an indie term, says Brian. Shout out to uh, Alex, a.k.a. the Juggernaut. Thanks to Alex. If you guys were on the pregame show, cooked up an amazing pulled pork. Never shares any of his sandwiches with us. So rude. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, the sandwich is amazing. They're just out in Colorado, so we can't eat them. But shout out to Alex for joining us pregame as always. Yeah, I got uh, that right here. One sec. Never mind. A little delayed. Joey says, uh, oh, here we go. There's, there's the sandwich. Wow, look at that. Amazing. Yeah, that did look delicious, man. Look that comment on there. Can I see that sandwich again? Yeah. Wow. That sandwich. And for the people listening to the podcast, it's a picture of Alex with a ginormous sandwich. Pulled pork, nice slaw, and he he had it on the jalapeno cheddar roll. He's got his girl on lock. His hand, (laughs) it would make a sandwich like that. Alex is a great guy, great humor, and makes sandwiches like that. Yeah. No, she ain't ever leaving. Sandwich legend. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to Joey. He says, "Okay, we know Carson made some pathetic decisions tonight. Yep, we're talking about his good. Th- can we end talking about his good throws, including the one to Rager dropped at the end? That's fair. That's fair. Going out. Yeah, he, dro- think- he dropped that ball into Fulgham as well. I think I, I just think uh, Carson again is always a competitor." You know what I mean? Like it, there, there's a point in time where a switch, the captain saber, bro, you need to get to the curse where he, the next thing you know, he's running 40 yards down the field, knocking people over, willing his team to, you know, try and win. Um, and that, that, that throw to Boston Scott last week, that, that throw to Boston Scott was tremendous. I mean, it's a little bit tougher. We're talking dime pieces, folks. Uh, that's a dime piece throw. And that's the kind of – Carson Wentz raises the expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. Like, if Carson Wentz was playing like – you know, played like shit like all the time, it, we, we wouldn't have these. Like, he, he, he shows like elite throws, whether – you can go back to the Miles Sanders throw where he rolls out and throws a dime. 
like on a rope. Think uh, think about it this way. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here having the angry post game show that we'd be having if we didn't have high expectations for Carson. We won the game. We should be happy about it. What we're upset about is we know that there's a quarterback that we have that's underperforming. He's better than this. Joey says, Captain Save a Hose is getting out. This that what we save a bro. So we, we try to keep PG here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a play on the Captain Save Ho, but it's Captain Save a Bro because he's always trying to save the, the bros and get them out of the situation when he doesn't have to. And uh, if, if we're staying in the positivity Carson vein, uh, I will also say that Carson has a tremendous ability of, um, while we do talk about him being in his own head, he's got a great ability to, like, once he turns the ball over, um, he, he quickly forgets about it, and he's not afraid to take another shot downfield. Uh, sometimes that results in another turnover, but you know he's he's not gun shy by any means. And he, whenever he's running, he, ta- he whenever he tucks the ball and runs, he runs hard, and he's willing to dive forward, get that first down. So he's a tough player, man. Uh, it's I I just think that there's some some sort of commu- um, communication breakdown going on now, between Jeff- him and coaching. Jeff, Jeff from Facebook says, why does Carson have to get his back against the ropes before he turns it up? And that, I think that's, that's, a, that's a valid uh, point, for Jeff, because you, you're, like, you're asking yourself, why do we have to get in this situation for you to like, get this will of a, a, a victory when you could just get your check downs, throw the ball away, put us yep. in a better, better situation. Just, can you imagine if they – they score on that, and the defense doesn't come up with a a, uh, a stop. Play. Yeah, like down 10-0 for no reason. I mean, one thing we need to talk about this, and in the chat, uh, and uh, Doug Peterson going for two and going on fourth down. Like, how how are we all feeling about this? We'd love to hear your thoughts, Evan. Why does what was the question? What are your feelings about Doug Peterson going for, going for two and going for oh. off down? Do you think it's a little overkill on some of these plays? It is. It is. He's he's been completely overkill on the uh, on the fourth down tries and like I do get it when we're on their side of the field and we're outside of field goal range, especially the way that Jake Elliott's been playing this year. I mean, his range has been highly questionable. Um, so I I get it. But at the same time, I, what I don't understand is the the play calls that you that you have for those fourth down plays. Like that's really when I when I am begging to see the creativity in your game plans. And we just see some vanilla runs up the middle. We see just things that clearly aren't going to work and are easily predictable. Um, and as for the two point conversions, I think that it it a lot of the time it doesn't make any sense. But to flip the coin over, did you understand at all uh, the Cowboys taking the safety to try and do the onside punt? I didn't understand for the life of me what that what that whole move was about. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was a head scratcher. Uh, I'm trying to look at the uh, Carson's career stats. Um, so just looking in the chat, something I mentioned that. Um, Dan says, can we stop going for two constantly? Unnecessary tonight. Uh, Jeff says, going for two uh, is horrible. It's truly overkill. It's become overly predictable. And, we, and we've got one of the better punters in the league. And then we, you know, Joey makes a point here, fourth and one, 
he passes. You're talking about the situation with, um, you know, you have Boston Scott who's been getting work yeah. um, and, and getting yards. But, but then the fourth and three three play, right? Yep. You go with a passing play. I mean, the play before, it's like third and three. You go with a passing play. when You could have ran the ball and then went for a fourth and short. Right. Um, and then he gets sacked on that play. Uh, again, you know, someone mentioned something about um, his interceptions in the chat. Uh, Stay woke, 29-25 says, this is the most weird turnover season for Wentz. Other seasons, he throws at least seven interceptions a year. Um, I have that here. It's just, uh, you know, it, it is a thing. Like, uh, he's normally under, you know, he's got it under control with the interceptions, but uh, he had 14 his uh, rookie year. He's going to have more than that this year. It's seven in 2017, seven in 2018, seven in 2019. He has 10 with uh, seven games played this season. So, you know, obviously do the math. <laughs> um, you know, That's guess, not even updated, I don't think, because we're 3-4-1. and one. Oh, is that what it is? We're 3-4-1. and one. No, that's not updated. We're 3-4-1. and one. That said seven games played. Oh, so add another how many? Add another two interceptions on that. Come on, man. Come on. Because you talk about just putting putting your putting your team in, in a position to win. That's what you want at the end. Of, at, at every game, you just want to put your team in the best situations to win. Yep. Turning the ball over isn't helping. Um, Going deep to John Hightower isn't working. <laughs> Do we even have a kicker anymore? Lack of trust in Elliot. I think I think there's concerns about Elliot. It's definitely concerns. Um, yeah. That's why they brought that other kicker in the other week. Interesting. Uh, why, why we don't – like I said, we have one of the best punters in the league. And, you know, Danucci is Danucci, and the Cowboys weren't able to get anything going offensively all, like all game. So why we aren't – why we're going for it on fourth down unnecessarily and just not just pinning them back with the good punter that we have, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Paul says, yes, overkill. Again, stubborn to keys of right play call. Creative call. Um, but I, I was going to give you guys some good good options. Um, if you guys are looking for some good movies on Netflix, there's some really good flicks out there. That, um, you can probably you know, check it out now. Nightmare on Zeke Street. Wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, Dallas Goddard gives it two guns up. <laughs> <laughs> uh silence this lamb also a great movie yeah uh we went to our our expert movie reviewer <laughs> alice goddard gives it two guns up um the people listening to the podcast it is a photo of our tight end dallas packing heat, bro. got some packing heat man he's yeah. rolling heavy i don't know where he was in this picture but Oh, he's a, he's in South Dakota for sure. He's in the middle of the country. Yeah, definitely South Dakota on this one, guys. Not North Dakota. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's positive here. 
we, you know, we got we got to win, and uh, got a game and a half in the division lead. Yeah. So before it all breaks out, you know, in the world with this election coming up, at least we get a W. At yeah. least we get a W, and that uh, you guys out there make sure you guys go vote and do your thing out there for sure. Um, but uh, any any last words? I mean, if you guys have any questions in the in the chat, we'd love to hear those before we get out of here. Uh, uh, I I would like like I I feel like every single week uh, for the final words I'm coming here and I'm trying to console the fan base, telling them you know we're gonna be okay, we're gonna win the division. I gotta be honest. I want I want you guys to console me. I really need you guys to reach out and tell me why I should have confidence in this team. Because uh, I'm just not feeling too hot. That, that win did not feel at all like a win to me. I'm gonna get better as the week goes on. I'm gonna rest up. I'm gonna be juiced up for the Giants game. Um, but I think I think this is just a fresh wound, and I need to let it heal a little bit. Yeah. Well, Todd says y'all gonna feel better tomorrow. Yeah. You know, maybe pour some milk on it. Need some milk. Maybe makes you feel good. Um, Brian says, "I'm going. I'm going to blame Hollywood Hearn for the Eagles kickoff live graphics still being up, and no one else." I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, Eagles kickoff live is still up. This is the post game. Um, shout out to AJ. I'm about to eat a muffin and have decaf tea. Like yo. AJ is living a dream right now. She's having a party over there. Um, AJ says, feel you, though, F. Again. Um, AJ. I mean, I, again, like, I'm, I'm, like last week I said, <laughs> life is short. Enjoy Evil's W. That's what I said on Monday. So, again, I'm yep. going to say tomorrow, life is short. Enjoy Evil's W. Rub it in the faces of, uh, you know, any, any guy, any cowboy fan you know out there, let them know. I'm prime, I know your brother is a stinking Cowboys fan. I would light a bag of shit and throw it at his door tonight. Yeah. The, the Eagles played awful, and the Cowboys still lost by three scores. So hang your hat on that. I'm wondering if uh, – shout out to Mally, who was at the, the game earlier. Um, I know he got in contact with – Jalen Rager was supposed to sign his jersey. Um, so that would be cool if, if, if Rager signed his jersey. Uh, yeah. A guy that we were high on pre-draft, a draft video on him, one of our most watched videos on our YouTube channel. If you want to go check it out on Jalen Rager. Uh, we also were high on Justin Jefferson for you, Justin, Justin, Justin Jefferson stands out there. Uh, but uh, again, Happy Jalen Rager's back. Happy you got the dub. Three, four, and one. It's supposed to be fun. Right, Ed? Yeah, yeah. This guy, what, <laughs> yo, why don't you go play some radio in it? Huh? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm about to. Some creep. <laughs> some creep, man. Jeez. Any, any, uh, any, any last words uh, before we get out of it? No, just uh, I, th- I think you touched on it all. Go out there and uh, it's going to be a crazy week. Uh, finally, the political commercials will come to an end, but uh, so too will the election. Make sure you go out there and vote. Do your part. And, um, you know, that's that's bigger than sports. Sure. Go birds. Go birds. 
Uh, if I can leave you guys with anything, again, uh, check on check up on your, your friends and family. Uh, mental health is always important. People will not tell you how they're feeling, and you do have to be proactive and ask them how you're doing and how they're feeling and just check in with your people, man. Like if, if they're your friend, give them a call. Not just a text, give them a call so you get some context behind the words. And uh, just uh, really just uh, take it one day at a time. We're all in this pandemic state, but we do have the Eagles. We do have something to look forward to, right, guys? And Joey, be positive out there. Uh, but uh, again, like Evan said, go out and vote. Uh, do do your uh, do your thing, poll, uh, and then we can just be done with it. And you got y'all, y'all can stop texting us, you can stop calling us. <laughs> you can let us be on our merry way and enjoy our Eagles bye, yep. and then uh, take over the NFC East. And as always, for me and Evan. It is fly, Eagles fly, and we will see you guys in the next one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.